angels welcome back to another episode of angels anonymous i'm your host vanessa it's been a minute it feels really good to be back well i don't know if it feels really good (laughs) to be honest i'm having a little bit of self-doubt come up because i haven't talked in front of a microphone in so long i planned a little bit more notes and like points that i want to touch on versus When I really was in my flow, I just would talk and come up with random things. But I feel like there's a balance of planning and preparing and knowing what I want to say ahead of time and also just going with the flow. It's hard to plan out exactly what you're going to say or I guess it's easy to mistrust or be scared of what's going to come out or what's not going to come out. You just feel like you're going to freeze. But then once you put yourself in front of the microphone and you force yourself to start talking, it just comes through. So here I am after a couple month hiatus. I'm grateful and excited to be back. A lot of things are changing. I'll give you a little life update before I dive into today's topic. But first, I forgot to say what Angels Anonymous is This is a podcast about health and spirituality hosted by myself. I'm 25 years old. I'm an ex-professional dancer, now a yoga instructor and integrative health coach in recovery, and I share vulnerably about my struggles with addiction to pretty much anything and everything, including body image, food, relationships, comparison, and so much more. Through an open-minded perspective, I explain how you can overcome your struggles and finally feel like you're enough. I have so much spit in my mouth right now. (laughs) I need to swallow. Okay. Even that intro needs to change because I don't know. Like I am a yoga instructor and I am a health coach. I'm practicing health coaching more than I am instructing yoga. I'm actually not teaching yoga right now, but it's a lifestyle that I live. I'll still teach our virtual hangout group, a random yoga or meditation class. And I feel like it's just a way of life that I embody. So I like to identify myself with that. But right now I'm a server. I serve full time at a restaurant to pay the bills. I um, just moved into my own little studio a month ago, which is so exciting. I've never lived alone and it feels very liberating. I personally like spending time alone. I don't know if I'm actually alone with myself because I'm usually on my phone or on Netflix or whatever but I don't get a lot of anxiety about laying around and resting and being by myself and I don't get a lot of FOMO anymore I think as I've aged and evolved spiritually I am so introverted now that I would rather be at home by myself with my own energy free to do what I want to do than be with other people but I've also noticed this sense of feeling lost or lack of purpose when I'm not spending time around people and I haven't been in as many public like women's circles recovery meetings things like that I still host the virtual hangout every Sunday which has been amazing it's literally been my lifeline the last few months and also during the month of December we did a challenge called dancing in December if you saw on my Instagram stories where we had to dance to a song every day and videotape ourselves or share the song that we used or send a video or whatever it is to hold ourselves accountable. I will forever stand by how important accountability is. It's the catalyst to any change that I've ever had is because of some coach, some group, some structure outside of myself that has allowed me to 
hold true to my to stay true to my goals that I want to set for myself and I'm noticing a lot of ways that I've slipped on the structure of like I always used to go to AA and it's not like I want to go back to that structure but that really helped me prioritize myself and like have more structure in my schedule less availability during the nights less available for other people and just like I don't know, it gave me more of a sense of purpose. So what I was saying is I feel like a lack of sense of purpose when I'm not spending enough time around like-minded women. So even today I spent time with one of my coworkers and we went biking and sat at a park and talked and introverted me wants to cancel every time I make plans like that I'd rather just like sit around or I don't know I'm I get scared that I'm gonna get drained by it it's nothing personal to anyone that I make plans with it's just like I get nervous to follow through with plans I guess because I could be doing something else or getting something done by myself I don't know every time I spend time with someone that I really feel connected to on a soul level it's so fulfilling and the conversations that come up and just like the way that we open up and the vulnerability that gets shared is really fulfilling and helps me get out of my phone out of my head into my body and helps me forget about keeping track of time and things like that the amount of time I've spent on my phone in TikTok scroll holes trying to cope I definitely notice my emotional sobriety slipping more than anything lately. Yes, I'm still sober. I just feel less stable, especially when rocky moments have happened in my situationship. I have leaned on rolling a CBD joint just to like get that fixed because that's what I'm used to coping with for so long. I've also been smoking vapes like whenever I'm around a friend who has a nicotine vape, I hit that. And I don't love that and I'm scared honestly that I'm eventually gonna cave one day when I'm like super anxious and I'm just like fuck it I don't know how to cope and just like buy a vape and I do not want to go down that path because I will never forget the guilt and the fear of using a substance that's that toxic and poisonous and endangers my health on such a serious level like we don't think anything of of it because it's this cute little device that's you know colored beautifully and it tastes great but like the fact about nicotine and vapes we don't even know everything about how they're affecting our bodies and even with the little amount that I smoke like I could still be increasing my risk for certain illnesses so that's really scary to me and when I'm content with myself and when I have more of a structure more of a backbone in my life I feel more resilient to those things if you know what I mean I feel more able to say no and right now I just don't feel that way I'm like trying to get relief so it's time for me to get some more structure back in my life I've also been pondering purchasing some sort of course like a tarot or astrology I really want to dive into astrology I feel like I'm really meant to incorporate that into my health coaching and into my own life and what I talk about but I just haven't bit the bullet and bought a course that feels aligned with me a lot of it's because of finances I'm working way more full-time now able to afford a studio apartment by myself we're figuring it out and killing it I'm gonna get into 
I guess I'm not going to get in into much about my relationship. I'm going to do more like I'm sure you already saw, but the topic is X green flags and six beliefs that I'm leaving behind in 2022, mostly about relationships, but I'm sure I will tie in some other life lessons to pull it all together. But basically, if any of you haven't listened to other episodes until now, I've been in a situationship, aka complicationship, since July. And to be fair, to be honest, out of respect for him, I haven't talked much about it. And I think that's a lot of the reason why I felt burnt out and kind of unmotivated and like I didn't have anything to say because I'm such an open book and I process like the wisdom that I have to share comes so much from my current life experience and if I can't expose like fully transparently what I'm going through and and trying to put the pieces together of like the lesson I'm learning and what's going on and trying to like help you guys relate and understand your that you're not alone in these relationship things that we go through I didn't want to offend him. I didn't want to disrespect him. I didn't want to expose him in a way that he felt violated by. So out of respect for him, I kept everything on the DL from my podcast to my TikTok to my Instagram and go follow me on TikTok if you want a little bit more tea just because I feel the most unfiltered there. It just feels like a secret portal to me even though I'm sure half the people who know me are probably creeping on my TikTok too. Not in like a vain way, but I'm sure they like see my shit. I don't know. It just feels a little bit more unfiltered and safe for me to post there. Probably because my guy or ex guy doesn't have a TikTok, but I've just felt trapped. And even though I've done it out of respect for him and it was, I think, the right decision at the time, I have now compromised my truth using my voice, sharing what I'm learning and like living my lifestyle and speaking about the things that I want to speak out to protect him. And that is a red flag for me. I want to be with someone who is okay with me processing things externally because this is my lifestyle. Being a micro-influencer, being a podcaster, that's what you do. You talk about life experiences and I think he really struggles with like fear of judgment of other people. Sorry if you're listening to this, like I don't really care anymore. I have to speak my truth. I have to speak what's on my heart to my people and this podcast isn't for you. If you're his friends, if you're him, if you're other dudes that I've talked to, like this podcast is not for you. It is for women who are going through similar things as me and if you want to be a stage five creep and listen to my shit like you know it's not for you you know you're not like invited to listen to this I didn't send it to you so don't be on here (laughs) now that we've weeded out anyone who's not meant to be listening let's dive oh let me just add a couple more details so basically it's been complicated as fuck the last six months he got out of a relationship right before we started talking he loves me wants to be with me has shown expressed taken the action to show that he's committed Um, we have a great dynamic great communication like I truly feel in a lot of ways that he is my person in this lifetime I know I'm my only person but I feel like he is someone that I'm meant to be in partnership with I don't know how to describe it But now it's gotten to a point where I have been so ready for commitment for so many months that my heart doesn't trust him anymore. And like now my heart and my body feels anxious around him and I have to stay in tune with how my body feels. I saw a TikTok the other day 
that said, forget everything they've told you, forget all the actions that they've taken, forget all the flowers they've given you, all the I'm sorry's, all of the, all the words, all the fluff, and think about how does he make you feel? How does she make you feel? What's the first thing that came to your mind? Because if it is nervous, if it is anxious, if it's insecure, if it's jealous, if it's angry, that's not your person. That's not your person right now. And so I have to hold on to that and honor what my body's feeling. And so we are not together anymore. We are still in communication, but it's been really fucking tough for me because I feel like all of my other relationships, they usually go up in flames and I end up having to block them. But with this one, like he's also my best friend. So it just hasn't been a clear cut ending. And there's always like another reason to have a phone call, another reason to text. And that could, you know, partially be on my my side of accountability of struggling to set boundaries. But I don't know, boundary setting, relationships ending, deciding on what you are or what you aren't is not black and white. I will say that about every single thing I ever talk about. It's not black and white. And all I got to say is listen to how your body feels and honor that truth. Please do. And if you're still in a relationship that you feel like your gut is like, I know I need to get out, don't be ashamed of yourself. Free yourself from that shame. Free yourself from that guilt or I should have moved on. I should have let go by now because you will learn the lesson. You will let go. You have before. You've gotten out of things that you didn't think you would get out of. You've overcome things that you didn't think you were going to overcome before. So trust in that timing and stop trying to force it. Like eventually you will grow. You will heal. You will move on. You will learn the lesson. Learn the lesson. (laughs) So that's my spiel. I don't really have any tea as far as like what we are, what we aren't. But yeah, we like decided we were going to be official and then he felt like it was forced. And I was like, you wonder how I felt the last three months? Like you've been comfortable without us having a label. And now that I'm putting my foot down of like, this is what I deserve or be done with me. Then he feels forced and I'm like, "Mm, getting a little taste of your own medicine. That's all I'm going to say about the update. Let's do an angel number. I saw this on a license plate last night and I asked my angels, what number should I say? Because at this point, I feel like I've said all of the triple, like three through three, five, five, five. Maybe I haven't said all of them, but I've gotten pretty close. Oh, I have to fart. Oh my god. Okay, anyways. (laughs) Angel number 876 indicates that your positive attitude towards your health, financial status, relationships, love, and life in general is manifesting your deepest desires and promoting positive outcomes and results in all aspects. Keep up the good work and continue to manifest your good, in quotes. I needed that. I needed that energy. It says, too, when you freely give without expectation, you engage in the process of give and receive, which strengthens your vibrations to attract abundance into your own life. It's it's giving, shifting out of scarcity mindset and into trusting, into surrender, into freely giving. I struggle with this a lot. Here's a good example. I'm watching my friend's cat, one of my coworkers' cats, over Christmas break when she's out of town. 
and she said she was going to give me like 60 bucks. Now for me, I've gone to drive to this cat like four times and it's kind of far and I feel like that's almost as much gas money that I've spent. So I feel like I deserve like 80 or something. But at that point, I'm like, do I speak my truth and own my worth and say this is what my worth is? Or do I shut up and do a good favor and like accept whatever she gives me and trust in like the law of giving and receiving? And I leaned into giving and receiving on that one. I think in more of like a corporate setting of asking for a raise or like speaking up about what you deserve in relationships or any sort of like financial earnings when it comes to employment or even friendships or, you know, other relationships. It depends. It's very wishy-washy. But in that one, I was just like, you know what? What goes around comes around. I'm doing a favor for her. She's a friend. Like it doesn't really matter the amount of money I get. Like I'm doing this for her because I care about her and want to help her out. And then I got 50 bucks from my manager for Christmas and like got my tattoo for free from this girl. Long story short, I should I should tell you guys about that tattoo story. I will. God, I keep bonking this. Sorry. What goes around comes around. Like I've had a lot of abundance come into my life the last few days. I feel like that is really true for me, especially around the Christmas season. Just like more gifts, more money, a little bit of extra cushion, you know, whether it's just like getting to buy the things that I've haven't been able to because my parents get me gifts or whatever it is. Just trusting in your intuitive judgment depending on the situation. Trusting in that abundance, that attractive law of attraction energy, you know, of abundance over scarcity. So that's the angel number. I really like that message. Thanks angels for the little message. Okay, let's ground and then I'll get into X, green flags, and the six beliefs I'm leaving behind in 2022. <sighs> No matter where you are, whether you're in the middle of a set at the gym or on the treadmill or driving, you can always breathe. But if you're at home or somewhere grounded, drop everything and just challenge yourself to stand or sit there and take a couple breaths. Okay. Inhale through your nose. Open mouth, exhale. Breathe in, lengthen your spine. Feel it lengthen from your root all the way to the crown of your head as you fill up. Open mouth, exhale. Let something go. Inhale through your nose. Expand your lungs top to bottom, side to side. Hold it at the top. Take another little sip of air. Feel the life force brewing within your body. Okay, let it go. Come back to your normal breath. I haven't done that in a minute. It's been really hard for me to be present with myself, you guys. I've been struggling. I really have been struggling. Relationships are really challenging. Not being in a relationship was challenging, but being in a relationship is also challenging. I feel like... <laughs> Sometimes I feel cursed being a cancer and having anxious attachment style and like loving love so much. I look at, you know, more Capricorn Virgo type of energy that just like gets shit done, cares about their business, starts a business, prioritize their finances, you know, gets into the grind. And I just don't care about that shit as much. I would rather live a life where I'm happy and in love and like spending life doing adventures with my person and that's just like 
what I see as having a meaningful, dreamy life, but I get to remind myself that I'm the only one who can fill my own cup. I'm the only one who can make me feel the love that I desire. I'm the only one who can fulfill my dreams and my dreams get to be other things in addition to attracting my life partner. And some of my dreams that I'm realizing include I've talked about this before but like I really want to go to Costa Rica and I'm feeling that itch to travel again I haven't felt that since I got home from Greece just because of the traumatic autoimmune whatever like I'm scared to travel but I want to go to Costa Rica and teach yoga at a surf retreat so fucking bad and I also want to go to Bali or somewhere like Bali Costa Rica to do my 300 our yoga teacher training and I also really want to do my work visa in Australia so then I'm wondering like maybe that's why God hasn't gifted me a partner yet that I'm like in the process of you know in a big commitment to and planning out engagement and whatnot because God's like nah bitch you have really big dreams to fulfill and you can do all of them anyways my first ick is poor communication (laughs) Nothing irks me more than someone who takes all day or all night to text back, someone who ghosts for a night and doesn't tell me, hey, I'm going to be with friends the rest of the night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, I think we should text every few days. Okay, I think that if, if you're starting to talk to someone new, I need communication on how much we're going to communicate because... If I'm texting a guy and then he just like doesn't respond all day and we were like in the flow of a conversation, I feel like I got ghosted. And yes, I struggle with abandonment issues and anxious attachment style. And that's partially on me to resolve and like set the precedence for I was listening to Straight Candid and they were talking about tips on how to flirt with guys. One of them is leaving the conversation before they can leave you. Like say you got to go. They don't need to know what you're doing. They don't know what you're doing. So be busy and prioritize yourself. And that's something that I feel like I really did before I got into this situationship. And now I feel like that sharpened skill set has the edges have softened a bit. And so I get to reset and reprioritize myself and really take time to consciously choose how do I want to enter relationships, right? How do I want to act? How often do I want to engage? How quickly do I want to open up to this person? How quickly do I want to connect with them? The truth of the matter is if you if you're listening to this, you're probably somewhat similar to me where when you meet a guy or a person that you're attracted to, you click really fast, right? These people feel like you're different than the rest and you understand them better and you can get deep and you pull out all of their trauma on the first date. Like, I'm sorry to break it to you, but we're not special in that way. I see TikToks about it all the fucking time. There's a whole pool of girls out there who do the same thing. So here we all are listening to this podcast. Amazing. Glad that we found found each other. 
Here's what we get to work on is keeping ourselves at the center of our circle no matter what. No matter how attracted we are to this person, we stay on our fucking routine. We sit down on Sunday night. We plan out our week as if they don't exist in our fucking plans. We don't try to carve out too much room for them at the beginning because that shit bites me in the ass every time. Every time. Whether it's immediate where they ghost me right away excuse me, or in the long term, when I start to lose myself, look at what I did. I fell off the podcast. I stopped going to AA meetings. I've I've lost myself in a lot of ways because of love. I like to make love my entire personality. When I'm in love, lust, relationship, situationship with someone, and our challenge, babes, is to Figure out how we can keep ourselves at the center. And that is by having a solid group of girls to lean on. That is by having a structure of, okay, I'm going to the grocery shop, grocery store this day. I'm working out these days. I'm going to yoga these days. I have a meeting or a circle or an event to go to this day. I'm working on my passion project this day. The reason why I felt so available and had so much free time is because I didn't prioritize my podcast, my social media content, my um YouTube channel and if I did create on social media it was about love and that was just that's okay like that was what was channeling through me it felt right it felt you know in the moment what I wanted to create and like what I was inspired to have come through me at the time but I definitely prioritized love in partnership over myself and I think the reason why me and this guy have taken a step back or ended temporarily or maybe forever is so that I could learn that lesson. So I could see how I experience the relationship and what happens over time. And now I get to take that as feedback. I didn't fail. I just got to see, okay, I've been single for a really long time. I learned a lot about myself and did a lot of deep digging, digging with childhood trauma and my therapist and all that shit. And I got to put it into practice. And what a gift that is. And now look at how much more wisdom I have. Look at how much stronger I am. Look at how much I can approach the next relationship with a different, with what is going on with my speaking? (laughs) With a different set of eyes, with a fresh perspective, with a fresh energy and stay true to myself and hold on to that. And maybe I'll do that the next time. I have no idea how I got here from poor communication, but basically the biggest ick about poor communication is just like the ghosting factor. Like if you're gonna not talk to me all night, just tell me hey, I'm going to be with the boys all night. It really doesn't take that much. And I love people. I care enough about people in my life that I will communicate to them those types of things, especially someone I'm in partnership with. And it just really hurts me to feel like they don't think of me in the same way. And I know that that's not necessarily healthy or effective to feel or think that way because not everyone is hypersensitive, hyper aware to how people feel. And like I'm a recovering people pleaser too. So I'm always like hearting the texts and responding and adding emojis and exclamation points because I don't want people to feel like I'm being cold or I didn't respond or I didn't, you know, let them know that I got their message. So I'm hyper aware of that. And other people are just 
more aloof or more present in the moment and they're just like I was with my friends I was out doing this and I just didn't think about it but like I take that shit personal and I want to grow in that area I want to work on that but it is something that is an ick for me moving on rude sarcasm literally puke I had a guy that I was talking to briefly tell me that I was stupid on the phone as like joking sarcasm, literally such an asshole. I was appalled and this was consistent from the second day I was talking to him till a week in. We went on one date and I was like, I'm fucking done. After he called me stupid, I said, you need to apologize. That is so rude. Like, you literally just called me stupid. And he's like, oh, sorry, like, didn't know. Another thing is when guys tell me to relax, chill, calm down, I will fucking throat punch you. Like, I'm not kidding. I was calm. I meditate every day. I am as chill as it fucking gets until you tell me that. And this one guy (laughs) said it so many times because it was so ingrained in his subconscious and I literally would be fuming every time and then just have to stay cool girl and be like it doesn't bother me like whatever but it fucking grinds my gears I'm so over that shit if you have that in your vocabulary like go sit in your room and force yourself to learn how to not say it and then come out back into the world when you figured it out (laughs) Next one, scared of commitment slash still in the heat of their childhood trauma or unhealthy attachment style, specifically anxious or avoidant. If intensity of emotion, if vulnerability, if commitment triggers you and you're not able to be an observer, a witness of what's going on, if you're not able to communicate about it, if you're not able to speak to those things, I don't want to be in relationship with you. I want to be with someone who has done that introspective work, who knows themselves, who knows what they're dealing with, who knows how they grew up and how that's affected the way that they operate, the way that they love now from parents and childhood all the way through their relationships, maybe up to the most recent one. Like I happened to attract two guys who had just gotten out of relationships and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But I feel like both of them haven't fully owned how these things have shaped them and like their part in it and being able to acknowledge, okay, I'm feeling fear right now and this is how I reacted in the past, but I'm going to talk about it so that it doesn't actually affect me or impact our relationship in a way where it could hinder our growth or it could hold us back from, you know, taking the next step or bonding on a deeper level. Like, I just don't think I've met that person yet who's that self-aware and has done that work, but I know I am I'm going to attract that. I do attract that. I'm welcoming that into my universe because I've done that work and we attract what we are, what we think, what we say. So I know that's coming my way. I know what's on its way to me. Okay, last one. (laughs) When I send a hot picture and I get an underwhelming response. Again, I literally want to throat punch you. Like, I will go post that on TikTok, on Instagram, and on my Snapchat because I know I'm going to get five other comments about like, you fucking babe. And it's none of them is from guys. It's all from my girlfriends that are just like hyping me up. But it makes me so mad when I feel like a guy doesn't understand the hot fucking bad bitch that they have. 
If I send you a hot picture, a hot video, anything, a new outfit, you better be sending me like 10 fire emojis and be like, I can't believe how hot you are. Like, I'm so lucky I get to call you mine. Like, it literally takes two seconds. And if you just say, oh, nice or something, are you kidding? It, I, I don't even have words. Like, it makes me that mad. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Because I know I'm hot and I know I'm in my prime. And if you're not going to honor that and see that and own that and like realize the shit that not shit, realize the queen that you have. Bye. I'm leaving and I'm not sending it to you ever again. (laughs) On to the next. Okay. Moving on to my green flags. Number one, empathy and emotional understanding. There is nothing more attractive and soothing than a guy who gets it when you express something that bothers you or need to address a conflict. My last man's, this is one of his best qualities, I would say. He has almost all of these green flags. So again, if you're listening to this and you've gotten this far, shame on you because you are not meant to be listening to this, but here's where I hype you up if you are listening. (laughs) I have been with enough guys to know what emotional empathy, emotional understanding and empathy is not, right? You know you've been with that guy who makes you feel crazy, who makes you feel so confused and misunderstood and ends up turning it back on you and you feel so defensive and unsafe in the things that you want to express to them and it's just blows up into something that didn't need to be blown up into if you can have healthy conflict conflict is so healthy and necessary and I'll get to a point later on more about that but I will not stand for going on dates with someone who doesn't have that capacity of empathy and emotional understanding you can feel it very very quickly some are more sneaky I guess more of like luring than other guys are and then their true colors eventually come out but I feel like most guys are very transparent in their reactions and the way that they talk and their demeanor and overall vibe again come back to your body and notice how you feel around them what the things that they say make you feel and if you don't feel calm if you don't feel at peace if you don't feel soothed seen understood ditch that guy like run your ass out of there get away and trust that you will attract another beautiful man just like you did before this one you're gonna be okay man girl whatever you're attracting okay next green flag neutrality this is another one of x-man's strong suits whenever I would engage in conflict and bring up something or if he addressed something that really triggered me, I would have a tendency to get really upset and he would be able to neutrally say, I don't think this conversation is going anywhere productive anymore. I think we should stop it here or, you know, like you're now raising your voice. I don't think that this is healthy for us. And if I upset him, he wouldn't say anything in the moment. One time we were at dinner and he didn't say anything until way later, like the next day or that night maybe. And there's a balance between that too, because if you hold things in for too long, it's not healthy for you. But he wanted to enjoy the night. He didn't want to draw attention to this thing that bothered him that I had said. And so he was able to like 
compartmentalize it and put it in the back of his head and like do his best to be present and enjoy the moment until it was appropriate and like until he had emotionally calmed down to where he could talk about it without getting super upset or defensive and I think that is a huge quality that I admire and want to be more like and something that I will take away from that relationship. Next one gives off energy of clear intentions. I think from the very beginning, my situationship man, I knew he was into me. I didn't second guess it, even though I knew he had just gotten out of a relationship, was iffy on commitment, like as far as the label goes, as far as girlfriend goes. I never felt like I had to play those games of, you know, I don't want to be overly available or like I have to book my schedule or pretend like I'm busy so that he wants to be that he's more interested in me he wants to be with me more I never had to do that I feel like I just had done enough work on myself that I exuded that inner security and I'm so competent in the things that I speak about and the way I express myself and my feelings and if you're confident in who you are and you know yourself and you can eloquently speak to those things like I think that will earn you a lot of respect from the right people like there will be guys who cannot see you for your wisdom for your value for your intrinsic beauty and like greatness that you exude into the world your radiant light there are some guys who will not even see the spark and fuck them like they're not on your level they're not even in the same vibration at that point it's literally just a lesson that the universe tossed you to see if you can whack it out of your life and set a boundary and not take any fucking bait that they throw you. Like any hot guy is not worth your time if they don't have, if they don't align with your set of values. And obviously the longer your value list gets, the more complicated it gets because you're never going to find a perfect person, a perfectly healed, a perfectly xyz person but you will attract someone when you are very clear on your desires and your needs and your values you're going to attract someone who checks off a lot of those things and even if they don't it'll probably be a negotiable area where they're able to work on that they're able to be truthful and communicate with you about that area and at that point it's just like Do you want to take the good with the bad? Do you feel like this is your person? Do you feel safe in your body? Do you feel like you you can handle the dynamics of this relationship? And I got to a point where I couldn't and that's okay. It doesn't mean, you know, it's going to be forever that we won't work out. Who knows? At this point, I just trust in the universe and like let go of the rest and I know that I need to focus on myself and get back to my podcast, get back to my passions, get back to what lights me up because I feel like we moved from having these clear intentions and being on the same page to like now we're way off course and I don't feel like we're in alignment right now and I think it's a lot of it is because I lost myself and put too much pressure and expectation on the relationship because my anxious attachment style needs that security within a label to feel like someone wants me to feel like they're not going to leave me um so that's something that I get to work on as well okay anyways another green green flag is that they initiate I know initiation goes both ways in conversations plans in the bedroom etc but when they initiate giving you a compliment telling you you look sexy when they initiate when they're turned on and like want to 
you know, fool around with you in the bedroom, when they initiate making plans or wanting to go on an adventure or talk about the future or have those more in-depth conversations, that's something that I also got to experience with this last guy and it feels so fulfilling. Those things stick with you. You feel like they're thinking of you long-term. You feel like they see you down the road together and there's something soothing and comforting in that, just knowing that like, you're not a piece of ass. Like they're actually, they care about you. They want to make an effort and like they value enough. And if someone isn't doing that for you, again, walk away. That's not your person. And you might just not be attracting someone who can give you that right now. So put your head down, focus on yourself, light yourself up with your passions, the women or the friends that you have around you. Like stop focusing so much on love and just like needing that to fill your void because the more that you chase, the more that you will push away what is meant for you. And the less that you chase, the more that you attract what is truly for you. Does that make sense? The less you chase, the more you attract what is truly for you. So reset that energetic desperation, grasping, grovelly button and come back to yourself. Last, yeah, last green flag, open to spirituality, meditating or some form of faith and personal or mental development. (laughs) Amazing how I used all of those words in one point, but you know what I'm saying? Catch my catch my drift, my grift, geez. Catch my drift of someone who believes in something bigger than themselves, someone who understands like quantum physics or meditating and like the benefits that it has on your brain. My ex-mans used to send me an angel emoji every time that he would see an angel number because I exposed him to angel numbers and when it was 222 or 1234, he would send me an angel and like the fact that he was open enough to to appreciate and like want to get in on that little dynamic with me like it was just special to know that he wasn't like oh that fucking manifestation woo woo shit like I've dated plenty of guys who are like that and so have my friends and that's just not someone that I will tolerate being with um I think guys can be like that even if they're religious so be careful babes I know that um some of you might desire someone who believes in God specifically or Jesus or is a Christian, but sometimes those ones are a little bit too close-minded for me. I love the quote that says, religion is following the messenger and spirituality is following the message. So yeah, my last man's definitely is always working on meditating more and being more introspective and you know, looking to me for guidance of how I cope, how I heal, how I stay calm and gain the wisdom that I do. And it's from my practices and my belief in my higher power. And it's very um, open-ended. It's very vague as far as like universe, God, energy, love goes. But just I want to be with someone who's open to that and like willing to grow in that way. They don't have to be as obsessive about yoga and quantum physics and astrology is me but like my ex-mans would send me co-star posts on Instagram and like think it's funny and like relate to his sign and what it says about him and I just love that I love that I love someone who's dips their toes in but it isn't like as full throttle as me in that area last but not least six beliefs I'm leaving behind in 2022 number one 
My anxiety is a bad emotion and it's my enemy. My anxiety is one of my greatest teachers and one of my greatest guided guides guides guide post markers. <laughs> what am I saying? My anxiety is one of my greatest what's the word I want to say? Markers of direction of where I'm meant to go. My anxiety tells me where I'm not meant to go and it's a huge teacher for me. I think sometimes it's unwarranted, sometimes it's over-exaggerated, but the feelings I have in my body are there for a reason and I get to listen to them to figure out how to soothe myself, how to take care of myself better, down to like physical sensations. If I have too much tightness in my chest, I start to assess, did I not get enough sleep? Am I going through something emotionally that's stressful? Did I drink too much caffeine? It's like this constant inventory and assessment by having anxiety and the more that we resist geez I'm so burpy the more that we resist parts of ourselves the more they persist so if I hold anxiety lovingly in my hands and I'm just like thank you for the input thank you for the information I will take it into consideration and like use you to help me make my next decision. Now, I don't actually have conversations with my anxiety like that. I wish I did. But it's it's understanding and catching myself in as many moments as I can that my anxiety is important and it has something to say and it has a voice and it wants to be heard. Next, if he wanted to, he would. That statement is actually so toxic. I also saw a TikTok about this. I think that the last guy I was with was giving his 100% and maybe even more than that. And it's not if he wanted to, he would. People have so many different layers of trauma and fears and things that hold them back. And they might be completely obsessed with you, but they might only be able to give you a level four, let's say. Let's say their 100% is an effort level of four. And what you're able to give and what you're needing to receive is a level seven. You see how like when you give your 100%, no matter how much they try, no matter how much effort they put in, it's just not enough for you. And then you get into this dynamic of where they feel like they're always disappointing you. You always feel like you're being let down. Like that is so unhealthy. And that's the dynamic that me and this guy started to get into. And it just didn't feel good for either of us. And that's why I cut it off. I'm like, this is not benefiting you. I do not want to kick the dog while it's down or whatever, beat the dead horse. I want you to feel empowered and like able to love me from a a place of freedom and desire not like this mental checklist and to-do list and it just got into an unhealthy dynamic even though we did our best to communicate in a healthy effective way about it it just still it didn't feel right and I didn't want to spiral down even farther into months or years down the road where it's just like you know they're giving your all, but it feels like it's not enough. So I think that we should wipe out, if he wanted to, he would, uh, out of our vocabulary vocabulary because it's just not really a compassionate perspective. And it honestly creates resentment and unworthiness in us. It feels like, oh, they don't want me enough, so that's why they're not doing X, Y, Z. But in reality, we don't need that perspective, even if it is true. Doesn't it feel better to just think that they're at a different place or they have a different level of capability of what they have to give and 
And that's okay, right? We're all at different places. We're all at different spots in our healing journey and not everyone's going to be able to give us what that what we need even if they're giving a hundred percent next that I have to play it cool early on in a relationship and not open up about how I'm feeling in hopes of not scaring them away when I hold back my truth my feelings when I'm not honest with them about what I require what I need what I expect right off the bat my anxiety goes through the roof If I don't feel safe enough with you right away to talk about things, then you're not my person. And if I'm too much, if I'm too open, if I'm too vulnerable, if it's too intense, too fast, whatever it is, that triggers me so much. So first of all, if I'm triggered in that state of just being because I'm being myself, that's not for me. But also... I've gotten advice from my mom too and she's just like it sounds like you're having too many intense conversations too early on and I'm just like you know what I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt and actually flick it away because that perspective is not my truth and I am very confident in my communication abilities and I have a right to express how something makes me feel even if I've only gone on one date with you. If you didn't text me good morning, I'm going to tell you like it would have been nice to have a good morning text if I felt like they ghosted me for a day. But I will also speak to, okay, so my next point is at the beginning of dating someone new, they have to text me every day or they're a ghost. I follow Jillian something on Instagram and um, what's her name? Shaylana divine divine feminine or divine woman I forget what her Instagram is right now but she writes becoming the one her husband's also like a beautiful um spokesman of of men and in recovery and host men's group and whatever their relationship is conscious and beautiful anyways I follow a couple of content creators who talk about relationships and one of them talked about how You don't need to be texting the new person that you're seeing every single day. And I wish I would have set that standard before I had met this last guy that I was talking to because I told him that he was a ghost because he didn't text me for a day. And I think that was like a little too much too soon. And I would like to reframe how I express like or explain that because I don't like the words too much, too soon, too fast, too, too anything. I just think it wasn't. A healthy way for me to go about it and I definitely put too much energy into him too soon and I think that a slow burn is the healthiest thing that you can do with someone my gut reaction my innate way of being in love is hot and heavy fast I want to get to know you I want to get to the core of the onion I want to feel connected to you I want to snuggle I want to make out like all on the first date and I think that forming a friendship and taking it slow and if you have to keep your guard up to do that then do it I think that that is super healthy because it gives you the space to be unattached more than you would be if you just dive in heart first head first and it's just like fuck it I love this so much I'm getting so many dopamine hits and all the love hormones from talking to them and every time they text me and every time I see them it's just too much for our bodies to handle so more of that slow drip of the love drug and holding ourselves back and filling our schedule with other things so that we're not available for them is really healthy. I don't have to play it cool but I also get to learn things and I'm always willing to 
be open and grow and expand my perspectives. And I think that's something that I want to take on in the future is not talking to a new guy every day and and cutting the conversation off first and using those tactics, like Sophie said in Straight Candid, it's not a game, it's a tactic. And us with anxious attachment style do need some tactics to get, you know, a little bit farther along in the dating world sometimes. My last one is if I work harder at XYZ, I can make it fit in my life. Flow over force is what I want instead. I... Oh, wait, this isn't the last one. This is second to last. I think I've tried to squeeze a square peg into a round hole in a lot of ways in my career and what I feel like I'm meant to be doing in relationships. And you can feel when your river of flow is getting blocked by a log or a stick, like this is all metaphorically. If it's forcing, if you feel like it's being forced or you're forcing it in any way, it's not for you right now. Just like, Take a step back and let that shit flow and like your water, your life path will find a way around that obstacle and like it will clear out of your path whether the obstacle is like something holding you and this person back or something holding you from your career like maybe that's the obstacle but maybe it's the career itself. Maybe it's the person itself and like we have to let go of attachment to these things in order for that blockage to clear or to see what the blockage actually is and trust that we are on such a beautifully divine path. Like the universe is not gonna, is not gonna fuck us over at the end of the day. Like the universe didn't say it was gonna be easy. It didn't say we weren't ever gonna feel pain. There was no promise of not receiving suffering on this planet. Like that is one of the promises is that we all suffer as humans, but we will always have another beautiful gift coming around the corner in experiences in people in abundance in finances in opportunities in travel in whatever it is there is something on the other side of this blockage of this obstacle and the only thing that's holding you back from getting to it is your mindset (laughs) is you holding on to the thing okay the last one is just my negative self-talk in general that I want to leave behind saying that I have a scatterbrain, over-identifying with my anxiety or ADHD, self-deprecating commentary, just like making fun of myself past the point of it being lighthearted and funny. It's like me trying to hotwire connection with someone else through gossip, but like shit-talking myself. I don't know why I do that, but I think it's because I'm scared of looking like I'm quote-unquote full of myself even though I know that I want to be full of myself in a humble way I the girls in the virtual hangout catch me sometimes when I'm doing that and they're like no Vanessa like your podcast is bomb why are you shit talking yourself or whatever it is and I'm like why do I do that so I hope you have people in your life that will be your sounding board and hold you accountable to like seeing the things that you do, seeing the ways that you talk to yourself and helping you rewrite those stories, those narratives and speak to yourself kindly because you have so many gifts. You have so much to offer. Why go through life discounting those things, diminishing them when you could light up the room and light other people up by owning your confidence? When you see someone who's confident that walks into a room, it makes you, it inspires you to want to be more confident, right? So why would you act small when you can own the gifts that you have and by you owning them, you're going to inspire other people to own their gifts and shine their light. Okay, I have a bonus one and then I'm 
ending this. My bonus is basing my beliefs and judgments off of what other people say just because it sounds good. For example, Elena and I recorded another episode for either this season or the next. We have exciting plans to announce, but we're not announcing them quite yet because we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But we recorded a podcast and I talked to her about how we shouldn't tell guys on the first few dates like we shouldn't ask them like so what is your intentions what do you want out of a relationship blah 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 because I was listening to Straight Candid and they were like that's too much too soon and Elena goes I'm gonna come up with kind of a different perspective I don't want to waste my time I don't want to waste their time I would ask what are you looking for? What are your intentions in us meeting in what you want in a relationship? Like I want to know. And if that guy can't go there with me, if that freaks him out, then that's not the person I'm looking for because I am ready and open for commitment. And if someone's not able to talk about that or if that makes someone feel intimidated or they end up, you know, making sarcasm over it or whatever it is, that's not my person. And I went from feeling like that originally to then swaying my beliefs to what Sophie said to then swaying my beliefs back to Elena and I'm like I get to be more aware of the things that I hear and then take time to digest it and ask myself is that really what I feel is that really my truth because at the end of the day there's no right or wrong answers we all have our own truth and rightfully so you know Everything is opinion. Everything is perception. So there really is no right or wrong answer. It just depends what matters to you, what you want to attract, what is important to you. So I want to be more grounded and centered and like trustworthy of my initial gut reactions or like thoughts to things and like stick with my belief system and not just conform to like oh, everyone else likes pizza, so that's my favorite food too. You know what I mean? I've done that since I was little, so that's still a pattern that I'm outgrowing. Ah, it felt so good to get back on the mic. I didn't realize I had so much to say. Thank you, every single one of you. You're all my angels, even if this is the first episode you've listened to. Thank you so much for hearing me out, for listening to my voice, for trusting in me and you know, taking taking my advice with a grain of salt. I love you all so, so much. Thank you for supporting me. If you liked this episode, please leave, leave a little Spotify review, just a little five-star review if you like it, and share it to your story, share it with your friends, tell, pe- tell people about it. Word of mouth is really powerful. And if you are looking for more connection, more support, come hang out with us every Sunday Sunday, uh, oh my god, I just said Sunday twice in a row, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday nights. If you want in, there is a link to a Google Forms on my TikTok profile. Otherwise, just DM me somewhere, anywhere. Text me, Instagram, wherever you can find me. Comment on a TikTok. I'll see it. Let me know that you want to be more connected. It is so beautiful. There are a lot of women who have signed up for the virtual virtual community, but there are seven or eight in specifically that show up week after week. And like these girls are my rocks now. We all trust and love each other so much and none of them knew each other until they joined this group. So take the leap of faith. Like they will promise you that it's worth it. And 
just get yourself a little uncomfortable show up to the virtual meeting and just get your feet wet because we will love you and welcome you with open arms right from the start and even if you can't make it every week it's okay just show up to one and then we'll go from there just allow yourself to receive more support more encouragement more love in 2023 more like-minded women we've got it for you just say yes the container's already created for you all you have to do is jump in Okay, I love you. Talk to you next week. Bye.